going on everybody welcome back to our channel it's your girl bex and i'm carly and we're here to deliver content to unlock your mindset and actions to be limitless don't forget to like comment share and subscribe and like we always say ring the bell notification so you can be notified when we're dropping gems just like this Boom. yeah yes we're back so this week we thought we would cover somebody back in sport we haven't touched um sports for a little while so we thought we would cover a female boxer and there's none other than um three weight world champion clarissa shields who also aka the quote or t-rex clarissa shields uh greatest woman of all time yeah man that's sick like i've only just really recently just found out about her so it's good to get some information about her and all everything that she's achieved as well um it's incredible hundred percent and um i was like looking back a bit about her her journey as well and she started when she was 11 um and it was her dad who told her about muhammad ali and obviously his daughter, Layla Ali, who again herself went on to be um, a, a world champion boxer. Um, and then she just went from there. Like she said, she saw people sparring and was like, I could do that. I could get in a ring. I could fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just went from there. So I think she didn't have too many fights when she initially started between 11 and 15. She said she had like five fights. But by the time she was 16, she was 14 and 0. Um, and then she became Olympic champion at 17 years old and is now, of course, a two-time Olympic champion and is the only um, American male or female, I believe, to do to do that um, in, in boxing. Yeah, That's crazy. And I just saw as well, she's a what she's just going into MMA so yeah she started last year two two sport athlete um and she's the only boxer in history to hold all four major world titles simultaneously in two weight classes and like you said she switched to MMA last year so if she's so she's in she's fighting MMA and fighting boxing so yeah exactly exactly so she had um so her first MMA fight she won and then her second one, she lost, but she didn't get knocked out or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so she lost that one and then she's now due to come back. So she's fighting Emma Cousin, I think it is, on the 5th of February. Um, hence why she's back in, back in the back in the news. Because I think that fight was supposed to actually happen in December because there's um, it's all part of the build-up for her to fight Savannah Marshall, who I is yeah, the British on. girl. Yeah, so that's the only fight that Clarissa Shields has ever lost is an amateur bout against, um, against um, Savannah Marshall. So obviously those two are like going at it. Like they're desperate to fight each other. Clarissa's obviously like, mate, that was the amateurs. Like get over yourself. I'm a different kettle of fish now. I cannot wait to see these two fights, uh, to see these two fight because Savannah, that girl is good and she can hit. So, um, yeah, so I'm very excited. So I think if Clarissa, as long as Clarissa wins, I think Savannah might have one more fight, but that should then set up um, the middleweight championship fight between the two of them. That's that's crazy. I just, I just see something, I don't know, uh, is it Savannah? She was calling uh, Clarissa pillow fist and all this because she's saying that she's turned down fights and all the rest of it. It's just all that fighting talk. It's yeah. funny, you know, in um, boxing. That's what beefs up the show because when they actually finally get to to fight each other, that would just be explosive, isn't it? One hundred percent. 
Um, she was saying that she takes her inspiration from uh, Floyd Mayweather um, and he's actually going to be coming over to watch her fight as well. Um, and he's very fond of her skills and her power. So she was saying that one thing, one word that she would give about the com camp, sorry, is um, uncomfortable. Uh, and I thought that's just interesting because, you know, like when, when you see like boxers, when you see footballers, when you see anybody who's doing what they love, it, it look you can tell that they love it but the build-up to it is always uncomfortable is yes. always outside of their comfort zone do you get what I'm saying so it's interesting that she actually used that word to to describe her um her experience through through the camp definitely and she um I was watching um um I was watching a video about her and she she was saying that usually between fights she's getting pulled here there and everywhere to go and do business stuff but then obviously come fight camp uh, she's like, that's six weeks for me to concentrate. And in one of her camps, um, she learned how to swim. She said, I've got a massive fear of drowning. And she's like, I don't, I don't want to have that fear. So while I'm settled, I'm going to learn to swim. But then she also has to use that while she's in the pool to do a bit of like resistance mm. training as well, which was really cool. But I love the fact that she's like, no, I'm standing up to the, this fear. This is ridiculous. Yeah, that's sick. That's really, really good. She also, um, talking about people in the ring, so... She, um, so two things. So one, she learned that in the, the British, um, British boxing, they, she tweeted it actually. You've got Twitter, haven't you? Yeah, um, this. yeah have you seen it? Have, do you want to yeah. read it out? Yeah. All right. So she basically had said, um, so she tweeted, all USA boxers should know well ahead of time that British boxing board requires a pre-fight weigh-in and you can only be 5% above your fight weight and she's fighting at 160 so she can be no bigger than 165 on the 2nd of Feb and the actual weigh-in is on the 4th of Feb and she said this is something and then she said fighters from the USA should know well in advance so to all my USA fighters who want to go across the pond to fight here you go. It's an interesting tweet because there's a hell of a lot of Americans who have come to fight in the UK, one. But two, surely that would have been in the contracts. And I'm pretty sure you would have a contract well before you're about to fight literally next week. You'd, you'd like to think so. But again, yeah. it, it just it begs the question of who's looking out over your contract. How much does a fighter know about mm -hmm. things? But you would think that that's in your prep, like in your plan for your preparation. Yeah. Huh? I get why they do it. It's to protect the. Uh, it's to protect fighters. You because like you can balloon in weight. A lot of them they strip right down, and then mm. all of a sudden you're pounds and pounds. It makes a big difference in the fight. So it's. I understand why they do it. Definitely yeah. interesting one though. Um, but she um, you were talking about Mayweather um coming to the ring. So her, I don't know if it was her promoter or her manager, have invited Jake Paul to come to the fight. Now her and Jake Paul had a little bit. Not beef, but they had a little bit of a back and forth because she was basically calling him a play fighter. Um, and let's be real, he is. Yeah, okay, he's training boxing, whatever, but he's not actually for a proper professional boxer. But anyway, um, Wait, and she said, is, go, on, sorry. go on, no, you go, go. Isn't he going to fight um, Mike Tyson? Is that real? Or did it... <laughs> What's going on? Money spinner, Honestly, isn't it? I hope not. But at the same time, I just, I'd like someone to just knock him out just to humble him a little bit um but yeah I mean fair play to him he's a businessman he's making his money he seems to have a genuine push for fight a pay so this is one of the mm. things like always interesting about it so she said she'd embarrass him in the ring and stuff like that and 
He then, when she lost her fight, he kind of made a comment about, you know, karma and all this sort of stuff. But he's trying to, he's saying that he wants to try and, like, she is a megastar. She's amazing at what she's done. And he would love to see more women get a platform. Mm. Um, And even he, it annoys him how poorly, for example, in the MMA, they get paid. So him and Dana White go at it a lot about the MMA pay. So I kind of see why they're doing it. And they want to, like, Jake apparently wants to sort of build a bridge and use that. But I did love, like, she, one of the things she was talking about, like, she's so super into equal pay for fighters. And she made such a good point. She's like, people bang on about, yeah, but the men are stronger. The men are bigger. And she goes, well, number one, I can't help that I was born a woman. But two, this is a job. This is a job description. Mm. She, you're, you're not paying me equal pay for a job. In any other world, that would be against the law. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right. It is a job. The thing is, I feel like media has conditioned us to watch men play sports. Yes. So then you say, all right, let's try it with women. Oh, we don't get as much following because it's something that has not been going on for years. Exactly. They don't have any supporters because you you haven't allowed it to allow them to have supporters. (laughs) Do you get what I'm saying? Like from a kid, you're told about men's football teams like you grow up with whoever your dad supported or your mum supported, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and that's how you go on. But that's because you're just conditioned to watch men. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's just uh, it's just so unfair. The, the, yeah. the scales are tipped so against women, um, especially in sports. I mean, in, in the corporate and the business world, yeah, they're, they're definitely making strides. At, but the sport has got, a, especially like football, um, it's definitely got a long way to go. Yeah, no, 100%. And like you say, it's it's the coverage. If you give it the right coverage, more people watch it. Women's football is a great example of that. More and more and more and more because you're giving it the coverage it deserves. Um, um, Not not coverage on BBC3, though. No, no, no. You you get what I'm saying? Like, I I turn on and it's on, like, women's football's on BBC3. Like, I didn't even know yeah, there was a BBC. <laughs> Did you get what? It's because it's online. Like... like BBC background or yeah. BBC extra plus four. Like, what is that? Like, Yeah, no, 100%. You're so right. But the thing is, you've got female fighters that have proved they can be pay-per-view and, and like headline, like Ronda Rousey has done, like people like that. And you're like, they're showing you it's possible because you gave her the right attention and the right platform. And now look what she's gone, gone on and done. You know what a great example of that? WWF or WWE, sorry. How many years? The amount of big female um, wrestling. I haven't watched wrestling in many years. So I don't know what it's like now, but I see a lot of female mm. wrestlers now and they seem to get a lot of attention and have been doing it for, um, for years. But honestly, like things like this, we just got to hope people like herself, Katie Taylor, another huge name, yeah. people How like that who show their quality and it's not like like this and whatever else, quality fighting. And yeah, they'll pave the way one day, one day. One of the things that I'll say is like, I bet you any money, if you look at men versus women and the sports and then look at the marketing strategy behind men and then the marketing strategy behind women, I can guarantee that they're spending less on marketing for women. Of course they are. Do you get what I'm saying? If you put in the same effort, then let's test it. Then let's yeah. see. Okay, we've got the best trainers working with women. We've got the best coaches. Da 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 da. They they're able to work full time. They're able to get 
um, help with childcare or whatever it may be to allow them to go into that work. Because you've got to remember as well, men have also got that upper hand. They don't have to stay at home. They can have ki- they can have 10 kids if they wanted, but it doesn't impact them like that. Do you get what I'm saying? They don't have to worry about childcare because the woman's taken care, care of the child or whatever it may be. Do you get what I'm saying? It's just about finding that balance and giving equal opportunities. Like Absolutely. truly. Absolutely absolutely and it's like this um who's this this new i don't know if it's a disney character she, she was really muscly everyone's Go going on about her now mm. and that kid's apparently drawn to her and the other the other characters aren't selling as well because in your head because of that's the conditioning a woman must be this and slim and yeah. look like oh I love, and then you've gone and put that character out reluctantly and realized girls are like yeah, because girls yeah. do. They do want to be strong. Yeah. I know it annoys me how naturally strong men are. I'm like, oh, it winds me up. So to see a strong, powerful woman, I'm like, yeah, come on, 100%. Absolutely. It, it's so key and it's just representation. I think there's another um, Disney character. I can't remember the name of the Disney character um, of colour. And this girl, she put up, a, oh, I can't remember, I'll send it to you if um, I find it on um, LinkedIn. She put up a picture, it's like, she's like a, um, probably like in her 20s or something, like teenager or in her 20s, something like that. And she took a screen, like she took a selfie and she's got curly hair and she's got the same complexion and stuff. And the character actually looked like her and she was just like, oh my gosh, like there's actually a Disney character that just looks like me. Like, look, like we actually look the same. And it's like, it is so important. 100%, 100%. And, you know, Time and time again, like the data tells you the importance of representation, mm. um, just part of the whole inclusion, diversity, equity, inclusion. Like this is exactly what kids need to see, to see someone that they, not just the Anthony Joshua's of the world and the Tyson Furies. There's a female fighter who's gone and broken records. Like she'd broken it with the male records. Like even when they talk about this men are this and that, well, you talk about the pound for pound, if so-and-so was heavier or bigger then he would be the best and all that well okay let's do it with a women with a woman mm. the way that girl can hit and move pound for pound she probably smash a load of the men as well yeah, we don't yeah, start yeah. doing that so yeah it's incredible what she's doing and the, the fact she's gone to two sports and she's really like she's only 26 she's still super young mm. um yeah very keen to see um how she gets on in both and obviously her because of how good she's in boxing it's a great foundation for her and I know she's training with like Holly Holmes who's an ex-professional boxer as well so yeah I'm looking forward to what she does but I still want Savannah Marshall to win of course of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm gonna go and check them both out now and see see a bit more about them but yeah man it's interesting looking forward to catching up on the fight as well next week definitely sweet thank you so much for tuning in everybody that's been our episode for this week it's your girl Bex and I'm Carly and if boxing is something that you're interested in jump on Google go and have a look at your local amateur boxing clubs and that's you can do it just for fitness a lot of people get you know really good benefits out of that for fitness but then also if boxing is something you want to do go and check out your local amateur boxing club thank you so much for watching this week's episode and we will see you next week peace